Wings of Chaos Chapter 31 The Two Wizards Shale rushed past her companions up the stairs. Surprised, they followed, Trigger bounding ahead of her and yipping as a few ogres came in the landing at the same moment they did. One of the ogres stopped, taken aback, and raised his spear. But Shale pushed past him and saw Philip and Reverend standing at a massive open door and Belglochthus, the cloud giant, standing directly behind them. It's all right, the giant said to the ogres. They're on our side. Lower your weapons. We need to hide right now, Shale said in a panicked voice, looking over her shoulder as the rest came up the stairs. The ogres grumbled and moved aside. Resmir's downstairs. We can't let her see us. All right, all right, calm down, Philip said. Come inside. Belgloxus ushered them in, then said to the waiting ogres, Guard the door. Don't let anyone in, before slamming the door shut behind. Shale caught her breath and sank to the floor, and Trigger nudged her arm with his nose in concern, which she only now noticed was bleeding. It's all right, she told the fox, scratching his ear. I'm all right. Trigger curled into her lap, and she smiled down at him, feeling relieved for the respite. We won't have long to rest, Reverence told them. Belgloxus will work with us, but I don't think he can hide us for very long. We need to keep moving. He quickly explained the conversation Philip and himself had with the giant earlier. We're exhausted, Ozerin said uncertainly. Can we risk taking out Resmiel right now? Keelan said, We don't have a choice. How long will it take to reach your friends in the north? Reverence asked the giant. He hummed for a moment. Three or four days, I'd wager. Did Resmiel see you? Philip asked Shale. She shook her head. I found her bedchambers, but only her drake saw me. I heard her voice and I ran. Still, the druid said, we can't wait out the travel time. Agreed, Keelan said, hefting up his shield with an expression of preparedness that Shale could not muster. Hold up, Ozerin said, turning to the cloud giant. How many cultists were in the castle? Belgloxus screwed up his face. Twenty to thirty, not including Resmir or her drakes? And we can't forget about the white dragon, Shale added. Somewhere beneath the castle for now, but it could kill us all with one icy breath. Trigger whined at that, and she snuggled him closer. What about going back and killing Resmir? Philip asked. Shale shook her head. There's only one exit I could see from that room. She would be trapped, but so would we. We don't want to start a battle we can't win, Ozerin added. And we don't want to put Balglox's family at risk. The giant nodded to him in appreciation. We could try to find his family first. We can't leave, Shale said. We need to kill Resmir, Keelan said firmly. Cut off her head. He made the motion with his hand. Let's just do what we did in the swamp castle, Shale suggested, somewhat sarcastically. Inside a rebellion and Reverence can go close a gate somewhere. Reverence smirked darkly. Shale continued. Or somehow disguise Resmir, make her look like one of us, and we drag her away wearing cultist robes. She looked over at Ozerin, who seemed overwhelmed. Ozerin, what do you suggest? The half-elf sighed, brushing back a strand of blonde hair that was loose from his braid. 
I say we go to Resmere's chambers and kill her there, while she's alone. Reverence, she'll turn to the tiefling. Do you have any more patches on that cloak that will get us a quick way out of her rooms? Reverence paused, then shook his head. No more windows anyways. Uh, I don't think we have time for any of that, Keelan said, looking out of the large, shuttered window. The rest of them rushed to peer out, and sure enough, Resmere was standing in the courtyard rallying her troops. A few drakes stood around her, and she was issuing orders to black-robed cultists, splitting them into groups. Shit, Philip said, drawing away from the window. We need to run. They'd wasted their time contemplating plans without choosing one, and now Resmir was surrounded by allies. They caught snippets of what she said. To capture the intruders in the castle. And the ogres will... The walls. It was difficult to hear over the rushing wind, with Resmir faced away from them. Resmir gestured to some men, and she, a few drakes, and a group of cultists followed her toward the tower. Another large group ran to the entrance of the castle, five to the open caverns which Shale suspected went into tunnels inside the iceberg, and a couple ran to the smaller towers across the courtyard. We can't stay here, Reverend said, looking over at Balgloxus, who nodded to him gratefully. We go to the towers. They all shot out of the room. The way was clear besides two ogres, keeping guard for the cloud giant. They ran down the steps and out the side entrance, just as they heard Resmir burst into the floor above, and flood the landing. They crouched low and sprinted across the outer walls of the castle, hugging the edge to stay out of sight. The fog was their fellow as they dashed along. Then, a hundred feet from the smaller outer tower, where they'd seen the two guards head, Shale turned, and her eyes met one of the two men as they came up an adjacent wall from a stairway she hadn't noticed before. Their wall was raised several feet above theirs, leaving Shale and her party at a disadvantage. They both paused for a second, and then the man opened his mouth and shouted to his companion. Go get Razmir. Warn her. I'll hold them back. The other man looked over at them, a mere fifty feet across, then nodded and turned to run. Kill him, Philip said, touching a hand to reverence and casting a spell on the monk. The monk suddenly ran, dug his foot into the parapet, and leapt the incredible distance, shimmering with arcane energy and pulling himself up onto the wall, sprinting after the fleeing guard. Philip transformed into a direwolf and snarled, turning to the tower door and trying to break it down. The door glowed with bluish light. Shale drew out her bow and shot the fleeing guard just as Ozerin released two green blasts and took the man down. Reverence turned to the other guard, who was trying to rush past him. The tiefling got to him, spun, and jumped over with a kick and punched him hard in the spine. The man stiffened and stopped moving, stunned by the monk's magically enhanced blow. Shale and Whisper shot the stunned man, and an instant later an arrow and magical missile sprouted through his chest and he fell, dead. Reverence immediately grabbed the two bodies and began dragging them toward the tower. Ozerin stepped past Philip, who whined and scratched at the door. The warlock whispered something that seemed to suck the magical energy from the door. He reached out and pulled it open. They all rushed inside and slammed the door. Shale's heart was hammering as she looked around the tower's interior. They were inside a circular room built for a laboratory. There were tables around the outer walls and various papers, liquids, and potions scattering them. Against the wall stood a carved statue with dull, ruby eyes. In the center of the room were spiral stairs leading up. Philip dashed up to them to help Reverence drag in the bodies, and Shale followed him up. The room above was a comfortable living space with several closed doors. 
In the main room, however, were large, squashy armchairs and heavy purple drapes covering the stone and ice. They brought in the bodies and stuffed them in a corner, hastily pulling a quilted blanket over them before retreating back downstairs. Whisper and Ozerin were poring curiously over the papers in the laboratory. We don't have time for this, Keelan said impatiently, and Shale had to agree. The paladin was standing at the door, guarding it. Wait, Ozerin said, holding up a book and looking over the stone statue. It looks like someone was trying to animate this. Well, that's all very interesting, Reverend said heavily. I have to agree with our paladin friend. But Ozerin had come up close to the statue, and Shale, from where she stood near the stairs, could have sworn she saw the chest subtly rise and fall. Before she could say anything, Whisper reached to pull up a scroll from amongst the papers, and in that same moment, a loud bell began to ring in the tower. In an instant, the statue had moved its arm to try and grasp a large, stony hand around Ozerin's throat. The warlock instinctively jumped back with a yelp and summoned his blade, shearing it across the stone but leaving only a small mark. Shale could see the statue's ruby eyes light up as it took a step off its pedestal. She withdrew her blades and ran at it, hacking at the stone with Trigger growling next to her. The moment her blade hit the stone, the statue turned its glowing eyes on her, and she felt her movement suddenly slowed, as though she'd been dropped into the bottom of a bog. Shale froze as her companions attacked the thing and she watched helplessly as it brought its large arm up and slammed into her chest, knocking the air out. Trigger leapt at the statue. A moment later, something hit her from behind, and darkness took her as an immovable body fell to the floor. Shale awoke in what felt like seconds later, her limbs working again and their paladin kneeling over her. He smirked when she awoke. Your fox and Philip knocked the statue over. It's dead, she asked. Split it in half myself, he told her, helping her to her feet. Trigger licked Shale's hand excitedly. She smiled at him and rubbed her chest bone with a wince where the golem had struck her. It felt incredibly bruised and painful to breathe. Reverence noticed this and handed her a healing potion, which she gratefully drank. Kind of swore something hit me from behind, she muttered. Um, Ozerin said awkwardly. That was me, sorry. I sort of, uh, missed. Philip whined, still in his direwolf form, and nodded to the stairs before trotting back up into the living quarters. Agreed, Keelan said, as if he'd become fluent in wolfish. I'll keep guarding the door down here. What are we going to... Shale started to ask, then heard voices as the door upstairs slammed open. Everyone froze, and Shale held her breath, waiting for whoever had entered to see the direwolf that had just climbed the stairs. Your failures have cost us dearly, Zelnar. There was a mumble from the other voice. Zelnar? Had she heard that name correctly? Shale instantly panicked, her throat going dry, and her ears prickling to listen more closely. Zelnar... Jorhas, could it be? The man who, in their meeting with Romalia and the council, she'd been told was behind the attacks in Triel, the necromancer who'd killed her family and turned them into monsters. Shale drew her scimitars quietly with sweaty palms. Hadn't they said the Emerald Enclave had captured him? Then how could he be here? Her questions were answered a moment later. Asbara's gone because you couldn't resist showing off your little tricks in the village, the first voice said in disgust. Merely the teacher. Nerovain didn't understand the things I taught him. It was a lesson in controlling his new power. The first man snorted. 
You've always had a soft spot for that elf prince. You let your desires cloud your judgment. Our task is more important. The voice paused. Oh, looks like we have company. They heard a snarl from Philip as the two men came across the hidden direwolf. Listening to Wings of Chaos, written by Alexis Fienendahl and based on the Horde of the Dragon Queen D&D campaign. For more stories written by me, visit the link in my show notes. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>